So, you know, uh, with the Lord's Supper, we always look at uh, different verses like Luke 22, uh, chapter 22, verse 19. We look at those verses a lot where the Lord says, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And, uh, you know, reading this as often as we do, we're encouraged to remember the Lord. And it just made me think, you know, what else should we remember the Lord for, right? So the first one here I have is uh, Paul is speaking to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 13 through 16. And now Paul's a little long here, so bear with me. I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ's appearing, which he will manifest in his own time, he who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, dwelling in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power. Amen. And the point, the, the verse I wanted us to really look at is verse 15, where he says that he, Jesus, is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And he is the only, he uses the word, word potentate, which we may kind of think is funny sounding now, but He's the only sovereign. He's the only sovereign Lord, right? He is our king. So we want to remember that, you know, Jesus is our king. He is our ruler. We want to remember that he was rich, but he had became poor for us. If we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, Yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might become rich. He divested himself of all that in heaven, all the glory and all that, all the treasure, all the wonder of heaven, and came down and lived a life like us. And in living that life, we should remember that he set the perfect example for us. If we look at... Uh, I have a, just a short thing for each of these. If you look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21, For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, that we should follow his perfect example, right? We, we may not be perfect, but we can strive and make his, his example our goal. And... We should remember that he taught the new covenant that God had promised. God had promised that in the old covenant. And you can see this in the sermons he taught. And it's also mentioned in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 13, in that he says, a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. Now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. Jesus, Jesus finished that covenant. He closed that out and brought us the new covenant out of that foundation of the old. And we should also remember that he died and rose for us. And uh, we can see this mentioned quickly in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins 
according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Remembering this, remembering that in doing this, he defeated our enemies. He defeated Satan and death for us. And we should remember also that Jesus gave us the plan and mission of salvation. If we look at Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, and he said to them, he's talking to the disciples here, of course, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. The, mes the message and the mission are for all of us. You know, the message of salvation, that's for us to receive. And then it's also for us to turn around and share. That's the mission, to share that salvation with others. And we want to remember that the Lord invites everyone to be saved. If you look at Matthew 11, chapter 11, verse 28, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Everyone is welcome. Even those who maybe they hate us now, but they may change. Paul changed. And they could change. And he offers that same grace to all, to everyone. And we should remember that Jesus offers us an eternal home in heaven. If we look at John chapter 14, verses 2 and 3, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. He is preparing a place for each of us, for all of us, and he will return to take us there. We should remember that Jesus is interceding for us. We look at Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. He intercedes for us with his blood. When we sin, when we, when we do wrong, and then we repent, he shows God, the Father, that the price has already been paid with his blood. He covers that sin of ours. And the Lord sympathizes with us. We look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Because he did live this life, and he experienced those temptations, and he knows our trials and, and the troubles we have. He understands those things. And we should also remember that Jesus will judge us. If we look at John chapter 5, verse 22, For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. You might remember the parable of the sheep and the goats in Matthew chapter 25. Jesus is the king who will judge us. And he's pretty clear about how he's going to judge us. Finally, he will reward us just as he's promised. If we look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 16 and 17, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, 
and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. And that will be our reward. He will come back and he will take us to the place that he has prepared for us. And I think that's a wonderful thing. And I hope, I hope these things are encouraging and, and helpful to you. With these thoughts in mind, if anyone here this evening has any need, please come forward as we stand and sing. We're going to sing 304, Why Do You Wait? <laughs> 